Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of A Whole Mood. So last week, we talked about deleting. Whether if it's releasing bad energy, a bad love connection, or any and everything that is just not working anymore. Let me tell y'all, timing is everything. Because when it comes to timing as of late, I've been experiencing as well as witnessing firsthand people in their season of deleting a plethora of things. We're going to get into this this episode. Now, y'all know this by now. Typically, every week on this show, I invite someone in and we chat about a specific topic. They tell a little about their experience and I tell mine. And that's usually when the magic of this show comes into play. This episode in particular, I wanted to do something a little different. It's been a minute since I put the light on just me and we have our little one-to-one vulnerable moment. So that's just what I aim to do this week. Because when it comes to deleting things, it's best I start things here and now and do something I've never done. Run the show on my own. Here's to deleting that one word that steals all joy. Fear. Starting this podcast, I wanted a partner. Someone I could feed off of. I didn't want it to be just me. To me, running a show on my own seemed so unnatural. I thought, who sits in a room and records themselves having a conversation with themselves? Where they do that at? Out of fear, I hid behind another party until I couldn't hide anymore. Then I began to bring you all on. Because after all, we all have a story to share that could probably help somebody else, right? Well, there may be some logic to that for sure. But there's always a price to pay for every choice. But we'll dive a little deeper into that later. Because you see... Anytime you include other people, you fall short of doing things in your own time and in your own way. Sometimes being at the mercy of someone else's time isn't such a great feeling. I've expressed my frustrations before to the flakiness and carelessness of others as it pertains to ghosting or delaying recording sessions. On the other side of that, me asking people to record last minute is pretty inconsiderate of me, I know which is why I'm sitting here recording this episode on my own. Let's start my story here. Last week, I was pulled into the office by my supervisor. This isn't anything out of the norm, so I didn't feel alarmed or anything. He pulled me in to tell me as of that day, he's putting in his two weeks notice. To add more context to the severity of the issue, my boss is the VP of the department, and it was just he and I. To double back on the severity of the issue, basically you can say I'm the interim VP of the department and I'm just starting this damn job five months ago. Feeling the feels now. This situation showed me just how much I've grown as it relates to facing my fears. 
for I thought this is a definite scenario on how an average employee's anxiety can go through the roof, aside from being let go or fired, of course. But anxiety was the last thing I felt. I actually was pretty amused, for I recognized a trend taking place amongst every career move I made since I was an intern. Every moment of growth for me came in the face of either a restructure or somebody leaving. I got hired from intern to promotions assistant at my first job ever when they fired the promotions director for misuse of comp concert tickets. The new director came in on board and hired me. I got promoted from promotions assistant to promotions coordinator a few years later in the wake of a department restructure. Long story short, the VP wiped out her entire full-time staff because she felt their daggers in her back from trying to get her fired, so she pulled the trigger first. Next position, five months in, a higher up in my department left and I was given all her responsibilities with no extra pay. This situation only gave me the strength to persevere and recognize racial biasness. I guess you can say there's growth in that, but... Eh. And now I'm here again. And all that is on my mind is, wow. How rare is this situation that I'm going to run an entire department on my own? And from there, I recognize how much I've grown to check fear out of all my personal progress, to accept and expect the blunders on the way, because I never fear failure. I always knew with failure comes a learning curve that will benefit me in the long run. Needless to say, I have not had much time to worry about the next guest on my episode. There's so much I've been learning in such a short amount of time, and I'm thankful when it comes to this situation, fear, <laughs> who is she? Another thing I'm learning to delete, negative energy of any kind. As of late, I've become uber, uber sensitive of energies. My intuition has been at an all-time high lately, and my need to keep my energy and vibrations high has been a major necessity for me. Believe me, I know it's inevitable that we all tend to go through a low vibrational moment from time to time. They come in various seasons and time frames and we feel so miserable through them. We always do our best to either distract ourselves or rush the process, but somehow we always end up back on our ass, right? You all remember the week I got my wisdom teeth extracted. So for that week, I needed someone here to drive me home while I'm loopy from the anesthesia. So a great friend of mine was looking to come. However, she was scared to fly on her own. She made plans to travel with a mutual friend of ours, whose plans were debunked by a car accident combined with a sudden health scare of sporadic seizures. The car accident was due to her unexpectedly having a seizure while driving which rendered her car completely totaled and her needing surgery to help aid her various injuries. Once I heard the news, I reached out to that friend to express my concern and remind her not to feel any pressure to come here and take all the time she needs to heal. Little did I know that she was ignoring everything I was saying because she was adamant about coming to L.A. after her surgery. Cast and all. This concerned me. For I knew L.A. isn't the exact place to come visit with an injury. There's so much the city has to offer, and it's all due to how active you are. Hiking, the beaches, shopping. All of this includes walking. Worst case scenario in my head was 
her being out and she has a seizure and now the ambulance is called and she's stuck in the hospital in LA for more than her initial stay. Well, secretly my friend grew comfort in her eagerness to come because she couldn't get over her fear of flying and traveling alone. So the travel plans were set in stone. They arrived late that Saturday evening and I had planned for them to join me in my weekly routine of yoga on Sunday. You all remember Don and Wilson from a few episodes back, right? Shoutouts to y'all. My friends met with them that morning, and all was well. Even though one friend could barely participate due to having an arm brace on, but I digress. It was a beautiful Sunday morning, and that day Wilson had invited a friend to join us as well. She was a bit delayed, but took a little time to arrive. Once she did, Wilson answered her call and left his yoga mat to meet with her. Once they arrived, I went to greet this friend for I had met her previously at another event and I invited her to place her mat next to me. She did just that. However, a weird vibe came from her as she demanded that Wilson leave his spot and relocate next to her. She just kept repeating, I need love around me. I need to be surrounded by love. Okay, girl. From that moment, I could sense a divisive energy surrounding us. From then... There was a large gap between Dawn and my friend. Dawn got up from her mat to address the sudden change. And so, what do I do? I relocate myself to try to satisfy everyone and close the gap as much as I can. Wilson looked a bit troubled low-key. But the yoga class was about to start, so I paid it. Fast forward to after the class. Like church, we all had our little meet and greet and was chatting it up with other participants And I just so happened to get a picture with Brandy, a.k.a. Mercedes, from P-Valley. Can't wait for the new season, girl. We took our group picture and we walked all together to the vehicles. Janae mentioned that I should host a brunch so that we can keep the good vibes going. I agreed and we invited all of who was able to attend. Now, to get to the parking lot, you have to cross this bridge that overpasses the highway. It's our typical route so no one was bothered or disturbed until... Wilson made a disclaimer that his friend has a fear of bridges. You all would not believe. My two friends took on the duty of grabbing her by the arms and providing emotional support through walking her on the bridge as she closes her eyes and walks through it. Screaming to the top of her lungs, literally walking up the bridge, spazzing out the entire time. I cannot make this up. The friend with one arm took her by the only arm she had, but did her best to be a sense of emotional support as the girl freaked out midway through walking on the bridge. I couldn't believe my eyes, y'all. I thought to myself, this ain't real. It was that dramatic. You know what I did? I pushed it forward and I paid dust to being a witness to all that drama. I removed myself from it. When I met back up with Wilson and the gang in my car, they all looked winded, exhausted. It looked as if they had ran for miles. I looked at Wilson's face. He looked low-key embarrassed. I made it my business to let him know of my observation, but also to let him know that his friend can't come to my house. Once Wilson arrived to my place, he declared that that was the last time he was going to put up with his friend draining him like that. He made a point to say that this wasn't the first time that she had did something like that and said that he had finally had enough. He chose to free himself from anything that drains him of his energy. Good fucking vibes only, bitch. No fucks given. Brunch was made, and my friends all came out to get to know one another a little more. 
We were all hanging on my balcony and we were having a conversation. My injured friend was doing what she does best, talking. Then suddenly, quickly through her previous statement, she said, I need to have a seat. So she scurried to my balcony door and boom, her head hit the glass of the glass sliding doors. We all waited to feel the moment out on what was happening. We then gathered the gist of the situation once we saw her slowly slide down vertically towards the floor. You all know that Windex commercial with the birds hitting the window because it was just that crystal clear. It was pretty much that same situation. This girl passed out. But why though? She was only standing up. What happened? Wilson and I quickly grabbed both her arms. Gently, of course, on one side. Until four seconds later, she gathered all consciousness again. She appeared to be in shock, waking up to all eyes dead bolted on her. Naturally, she was embarrassed to have done that in front of company, but from that point on, she isolated herself from everyone else and stayed in my room for the remainder of the night. This was the defining moment that set the tone for the rest of their visit. To make a long story short, after that beautiful, warm Sunday, it rained the entire week we were here. It was freezing cold. I hadn't experienced that kind of weather since maybe January. I was shook to find that they had such bad luck the entire week that they came. As you all know, my operation went well. So from that point on, it was just getting into host mode and ensuring that my friends had a good time. But the elephant in the room was still not addressed. What was up with that passing out moment? Why hasn't she said anything about it? Shouldn't we be concerned? How scary it must be to travel across the damn country and be frightened of your health. All things I forewarned about prior to their arrival, but we tried to keep the good energy flowing until it wasn't. As each day passed, my friend and I noticed that our friend wasn't eating as much. She kept clumsily bumping into my tree and knocking off his leaves, which pissed me off so much. She had a seizure in the backseat of my car, the second to the last day of their visit, which was pretty much the last straw for us all. The tension was so thick. So many questions left unanswered. I sensed the embarrassment with a refusal to acknowledge vital health scare moments. It was her low vibrational moment. But she chose us to take a front row seat across the damn nation. My friend was exhausted. She felt like a traveling nurse. I wasn't the patient, and I should have been. Aside from the bloody gauze in my mouth and the constant reminders to take pain pills, like Wilson, she too said that this is draining me. And once I get back home, I'm removing myself from this completely. I heard her in that moment. However, I wanted her to acknowledge the learning curve here so that she can recognize the price that she paid for moving out of fear. Because she feared traveling on her own, it cost her her entire vacation. We could have done so much in that week that she visited. But because of what occurred on Sunday, we glossed over so many activities that required extensive walking, hiking, being around too many people, and her trip ended in shambles. Once they left, my place didn't even feel like my place anymore. I had worked so hard to build this sanctuary of great energy and comforting vibes, and it felt like it was threatened by a spirit of shame, animosity, embarrassment, sorrow, and many other low vibrational moods. I had to cleanse immediately, and so I did just that. 
I began to buy things that made my place feel brand new. I changed my entire bedding. I saged, sprayed sandalwood over everything on my mattress, released all the bad vibes until I felt at home again. It literally took all day, (laughs) but I made it happen. I would not sleep until I did. Again, we all have our low moments. However, my personal preference is to experience mine alone out of concern of others and spreading that energy around. The most important point I will make is I will never make a decision to travel across the country and I'm not emotionally, physically, or spiritually well. That is just out of the question for me. As a compliment to the earlier stories, it's clear that friends do not last always. And as much as we may believe our friends may evolve with us, most of the time, that is not a realistic expectation. So my next thing I would like to share is deleting friendships that no longer serve us. I have the perfect story for this. Last month, a day after my birthday, I received a DM via Instagram. It was from a longtime friend. Now, I could have been shook of the fact that he was DMing me, but this is the same friend that I had once mentioned in my earlier episodes about breaking ties with because of his habit of only reaching out to me when he needs something. Remember that story? Good. So, he shared some great news. He finally wanted to move away from a town that he felt was no longer serving him. I was happy to hear this news, for I had always encouraged him to follow his heart and do what's best for him above all. I believe we owe it to ourselves to go after what we aim to achieve. He needed my advice on how to start his process transitioning to guess where? L.A., the city of his dreams. Go figure. I congratulated him and let him know that perhaps the smartest decision was to look in areas near his job. He responded to me saying that he didn't really have a place of employment locked in for he was only in the planning stages. I grew instantly befuddled as he continued the conversation about how he only wants to live in the best of the best places in L.A. and wanted to see what L.A. has to offer and like to be near the hot spots of the town so that he has easy access to auditions for movies. Okay. So, as a seasoned and three-time mover at this point, I gave him the golden advice. Establish a budget on how much you are able to spend on rent to determine where you will move. Also, Consider moving expenses, the difference in standard of living, inflation, rising gas prices, as well as upping the ante on security measures for your vehicle. L.A. has a very bad car theft issue. Here came the true reason as to why this particular friend reached out to me. He then shares that he is looking to finesse a roommate situation as he's aiming to move here by July. I thought nothing of that statement and said that that's plenty of time to check out Zillow.com and start gathering insight for your budget, as well as if you aim to ship your car, drive here, if you plan on bringing items with you, or buy brand new furniture once you're here. Obviously overwhelmed at all the details, he then states, Dang, I wish you and I were moving at the same time. Could have been like old times. I was confusion. For I was in New York prior to moving to L.A. And my travels to California would still look very differently from his. So I asked, what do you mean moving at the same time? 
He then slides in a statement saying, because we could potentially look at places together. That is, if you're not totally done with me. At that point, I did not know what to say. Because prior to this situation, we had an entire dialogue about how frustrated I was with him only reaching out to me when he needed something and not having an actual moment to catch up with each other's lives. Besides, I've experienced a lot within my choice of taking risks for myself, and it has afforded me to live comfortably on my own, and I'm proud of that. I say this humbly, but I'm over 30 at this point, and in this part of my life, roommates are out of the question. I am making room for me and me only. And ending that conversation, that statement is all I had to give to that conversation. I was so annoyed by that. To know he completely disregarded our previous interaction of me expressing to him my frustrations. And I'm reeled in again of him asking me to let him live with me. The nerve. Sad to say, but it is so true that not all your friends get to experience a lifetime with you. Some would rather play it safe and reap the benefits of the risk that you make for yourself. Use this story as a prime example that sometimes you may have to keep maintaining a certain level of boundaries because people will constantly test you to see if you will break. Last but not least, I would delete and remove imposter syndrome. For those who don't know what imposter syndrome means, the true definition of imposter syndrome is loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud, it disproportionately affects high-achieving people who find it difficult to accept their accomplishments. Many question whether they're deserving of accolades. I hate to say, but I teeter with this a lot. It's funny how, even in my earlier story of being enthusiastic about holding down the fort to my department without a higher-up, I suffer through such internal battle of not feeling like I'm good enough. But I assure you, the struggle is real. It was my imposter syndrome that almost made me miss out on the main opportunity that granted me a new start in my life. That's right. A great friend of mine in the UK, Zara, referred me for the position that I have now. Because of her, talking me out of feeling like I was unqualified to apply for this position, I was given a fresh new start in more ways that I could even imagine. Even my current boss became very instrumental in me being confident in my professional journey. His knack for providing feedback is top tier. Even in the process, he was always encouraging me by telling me that I will be just fine. In fact, despite him having six plus years of experience than me, he experienced the same thing I did in regards to his boss leaving him alone to fill the VP position. And within that, he received a promotion. I'm hoping that is clear foreshadowing moment. Not to say that I want to be VP, but definitely claiming a promotion in the near future after taking on this challenge of holding down the fort. I will have to say that I'm so sad that he is leaving only because he is such a breath of fresh air of all the horrible bosses that I've had in the past. It was so nice to have a boss that holds you accountable without micromanaging, gives you feedback without nitpicking, provides encouragement that empowers but not pacifies. He fully trusted I was going to get the job done without counting the clock or checking on my whereabouts, and I appreciate that overall. I could say that the root of this imposter syndrome 
definitely stems from my childhood. Not having the support system that I needed to challenge me and encourage me to continue my studies in school, I always feel as if everyone has it together except me. That I always feel like I'm always on the brink of failure. I'm just now starting to stand in my accomplishments and fully live out each moment when I accomplish a major milestone. Although sometimes I am set back and triggered based on others' reactions to me self-celebrating. At times, people can perceive things as bragging or gloating your wins. A great friend of mine posted a meme that says, be around people where you're celebrating your wins is not mistaken for bragging. That statement rings so true to me because I truly believe once you have a circle of friends that are truly happy for you, they celebrate along with you. They don't go and insert themselves and their insecurities and your triumph stories and find offense to the glory story. Let this be a reminder that you should never minimize yourself to make others comfortable. Celebrate your wins just as much as you spent chasing said wins. So here's to removing fear. Negative energy, energy vampires, moocher ass friends, or friends that no longer serve a purpose. Or any train of thought or mentality that is built to tear you down. Take a moment every day to deconstruct imposter syndrome or insecure mindsets that make you feel like you're not enough. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Mark this as the first episode I did absolutely by myself. Conquering fear with every second I speak here, to be quite honest. It has been a pleasure to share my stories with you, and I look forward to getting back to speaking with you all come next week. Please be sure to follow my podcast at A Whole Mood Podcast on Instagram, and please give my show a rating, a comment, subscribe, and follow. This show is available at anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. I'm Alon, and it's a whole mood. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. Spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney. Make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusion supply. See store or jcp.com for details. Yeah.